Podcast Studios. This is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. What's happening? Oh, a lot, Kat. A lot. Uh, guys, this is going to be, a, I think, a shorter one. We're going to see. we got a meeting that we have to go to, but we wanted to get something out for you because, uh, number one, there's a heat warning in effect. A heat warning is it's legit, no joke. You're going to, like, cook if you stay outside for too long. Uh, it's kind of like, I know, I know some people like it. Most, I think most people, you want to complain a little bit, but I understand when you come from a place like Canada, you try not to complain about the heat because in the winter we are allowed to complain all we want. But it is one of those days. Like for me, it's too hot. When it feels 40 degrees, it's not right, man. It's not comfortable to stand. When it's not comfortable to just stand there, it's, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So I, I say complaints are okay. Stay hydrated. Stay cool. All that stuff. The, uh, one of the organizers of the Freedom Convoy, Pat King, got bail yesterday. Okay. After five months in custody. Wow, that's a long time. It's a hell of a long time. Is he talking about what happened while in custody? I'm curious about how that goes down. He's got a ton of bail conditions here. I mean, I think everybody understands that what went on in Ottawa probably went on way too long. Uh, Did they need to go this far with the charges? And while we all know they put in the Emergencies Act, uh, we'll we'll wait and see what comes out of the inquiry. Mm. When it comes to bail, though... I mean, there's gangbangers out there. There's people that actually uh, hurt other people that get bail. Gun crimes that get bail. This guy's facing 10 charges, uh, three counts of perjury and obstruction of justice. And he sat in custody for five months? That's crazy to me. But we'll see what comes out of the inquiry and what comes out of his court case. Because that seems, to me, a little bit long. But we'll wait and see. Uh, special day today, Cat. Mandatory random COVID-19 testing begins again Fun. for fully vaccinated travelers at the airport. It's Canada's four biggest airports. If you're flying in, you should know that this is a thing. Uh, the testing is going to be done either at an in-person appointment, select testing locations, or a virtual appointment where they put like a they waste a nurse time to go on Zoom and watch you stick a swab up your nose. Yeah, this is this, to have it off site like that. That's to try to clear up any like backlog and lingering people and COVID hall, as they put it, from yeah. being a thing anymore. Well, the problem here is that Justin really, really, really wants this. He wants restrictions. He wants to, to make it seem like he gives a shit. And even though he ignores all the rules himself when he's on the road, but he wants to seem like the COVID guy because he's probably going to call an election again this fall. And if he does, he wants to fight it on COVID because he knows Pierre Polyev, who's likely going to win for the conservatives now, is anti-mandate and anti-lockdown. So Trudeau's going to double down on all this shit and it doesn't do anything. I mean, COVID is here Mm -hmm. despite all the testing that they did before. It did ruin the airport experience for so many. Uh, There there was a lot of people who got stuck. So they thought, well, fine, we'll just move it off site. Well, moving it off-site didn't exactly make it more convenient. Uh, Case in point, so you know that I run a very uh, popular lacrosse tournament every summer in Brampton. Uh, I've got over 70 NCAA coaches coming up to Canada next week. Do you know how many of them have reached out to me to ask me, what the fuck is going on up there? What mm-hmm. is this test I have to take? Mm-hmm. They don't understand that it's voluntary. They didn't know that they had to have the Arrive Can app because they're Americans. Why the fuck would they know that? Yeah. So they're, they're going to get 
put through the ringer and it's embarrassing and it doesn't do anything. This is really just theater so that Justin can say he's doing something. Travelers who are not fully vaccinated, you're going to have to take two tests, one on day one and another one on day eight. That's no problem because you'll be in a 14 day quarantine. Two weeks. Two weeks. Quarantine. If you come to Canada and you haven't had two shots. Now, let's also keep in mind here that our. And you test positive. No. No? It's two weeks. If you're unvaccinated and come to Canada, it is a two week quarantine period. Ay, 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 It's bananas. But no one's going to do it, right? I don't think people were doing it the first time. I don't think people are doing it, you know? Uh, but there's some who do, and I feel bad for those people, like good people that don't want to break the law. Yeah. I, I feel really bad for them. It's, that's just it, the whole thing. Silly. The whole thing's so silly. 14 day quarantine period is federal. If it was provincial, what are we at here? Like five days now? And then you go back to work. I think it's still five unless something's changed. Yeah, it's it, it, it's beyond me what we're doing here. It's like we want people to not come to this country. And, and if that's the strategy, I wish they would just say it um, fully vaccinated, by the way, for this purpose is two shots. Right. Okay. And, and I was wondering about that because now there's the second booster available and I was wondering if they're going to change things. Well, it's weird because already just two weeks ago, the federal health minister, Jean-Yves Duclos, came out and said that the the whole two shots to be fully vaccinated thing, that's out the window because uh, we know that it, it wanes after time. So now... You have to have had a shot within the last nine months, but they haven't cemented that Mm. to make it right. So really, they're just trying to find ways to force people to get boosters because we bought so many millions of them. And uh, uh, Justin's got a plan. I I don't know what his plan is, but he he certainly wants to use up all these shots and get us with as many shots in our arms as possible. But either way, 14 days is just it's goddamn ridiculous. It is beyond Mm -hmm. stupid. And and this testing. I they say they need it to track the variants that are coming into Canada. I don't know why we can't just assume what the rest of us assume that all the variants are in Canada. And if they're not here, they'll be here in a couple of weeks. That's how it's worked through the entire pandemic. New variant detected in, I don't know, the Middle East or in in Africa. Okay, it'll be here in a couple of weeks. It always happens that way. Yeah, I, I, you know, I they, they want to track the new variants. I, for me, I don't think it matters. Like, I don't think it matters if we need to tr- track something. Let's say there is a new variant and it's here. The point is it's here. Now what do we do about it? You know, not tr- what are you trying to stop it as it comes in? It's not going to happen. We, know th- we all know how this works. Justin isn't going to close the border as far as we know. He's just going to make it incredibly difficult for people who didn't go along with the shots to get in and out of the country. And it's... Uh, it's a vendetta. He's a divisive guy. He is still angry at people that do not agree with him. And he's just going to keep punishing people. So we'll uh, we'll go through the motions on this shit. I think once they change formally the definition of fully vaxxed, that's when the shit's going to hit the fan. Mm-hmm. And, and people, just so you know, you have every right to question this. You have every right to look at these rules and say, that doesn't make any sense. 
We've been trying since day one of this nonsense to call out hypocrisy and rules that don't make sense. And the biggest hypocrisy in the whole thing is how Justin himself acts when he's flying around and when he's in other countries, not masked. But then he comes back here and wears a mask outside when he's alone. It's all theater. It's dumb. And and I don't know what the end goal is, but if you're frustrated by this, if you get selected for a test and and then maybe you don't make your Zoom call with the healthcare professional who's got to witness you taking a swab. Maybe you don't make it. Then you're in a lot of shit. Maybe you think 14 days is way too much and you've got shit to do and you go back to work and you weren't even positive to begin with. You can get in trouble for that. And you have every right to be angry about that. It's not good. This is not good. What's happening now is not helping. It's really just, I have to think, a gift to the testing company. I I don't know who owns those testing companies, but they're making a hell of a lot of money out of this. And it's just sad is what it is. Uh, One more quick note before we get to the rest of it. Uh, Senior economist with BMO Capital Markets. I think we can trust BMO Capital Markets as an authority on how things are looking in the economy. Robert Kavchik says when the Bank of Canada raised interest rates last week, they basically took a hammer to the housing market. He said the latest bump to the interest rate, a full point last week, by the way, is going to cause an even deeper correction in the housing market next year. Okay, so what's the exact uh, prediction then? He didn't, uh, if he did make a prediction, I didn't see it in the synopsis of the article that we use for radio, but the people are expecting housing values to plummet. And you know who I feel really bad for is people who owned a home. People who just pay off their mortgage and they live there and they like their house. You know, they had a certain amount of equity in the house and it's like the goal here is to try and take that equity out. Uh, Some people, let's say they bought a house for $300,000 and then when the market went bonkers, that house went up to like Mm $800,000. In theory then, they're up half a million dollars Mm -hmm. and they can take that half a million if they sell and apply it to a nicer house and upgrade. And that's the point, right? You want to keep getting better for your circumstance or for your family. Well, now people have lost a lot of that equity and BMO Capital Markets is saying it's going to get worse. In a note to investors, Kavchik says the increase has made it tougher to qualify for a mortgage under Canada's stress test. You'll recall they put that in shortly before the pandemic. He says that boost uh, variable rate borrowers were still qualifying at 5.25 percent, but that has now shifted to around 6 percent which he says is a massive pill for the markets to swallow. Yeah, it's less people that can qualify for a mortgage. I mean, if the average house is going for between 800000 and $1.2 million, that's the sweet spot where the majority of the houses are. You've got to qualify at a higher rate now. Even though your income didn't change, the house itself didn't change. In fact, the house might be worth even less than it was. But because the interest rates went up, you still can't afford the house mm-hmm. even though it came down in price. These people are some of the dumbest fuckers I've ever met in my life. They, I've never even met some of them. But they just, they chase their tails and, oh, let's solve the housing crisis. Cool, let's raise interest rates and fuck everybody. That'll bring the housing market down. You assholes, now people can't afford an in, a, a mortgage. I feel really bad for the people who did buy at those kind of, I guess I'll say inflated prices. Like, I think we all knew at one point or another, if you're a homeowner, you looked into it. Maybe you're just curious, like, what's my home worth now? This is fucking weird. Even yep. if we were not interested in moving, we all did it, right? Yep. I did it. I did it. What is this worth? Whoa, that's crazy. So think of the amount of people that did do it, that did purchase that home that said, fuck, like like six months ago, this house would have sold for 900000 But here we are. 
we are eligible to take out a bigger mortgage. Should we just buy this home for $1.3 million? Like, this is crazy. They do it, and then suddenly the home value just plummets. Well, it was intentional. They did this by design. They wanted to cool the housing market because people were freaking out. I can't afford a house. And I totally sympathize with you. I totally understand. But you can't take away the equity from people who did already buy a house in the name of trying to make it more affordable for those who can't afford a house, all the while raising interest rates and fucking everybody at the same time. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing is lunacy. It's gong show. And, and, and this Tiff Macklem, oh my God, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with this guy? Is he that stupid? You could have him on the pot. You could ask to be, him to be in the podcast. I don't think he'd take us up on it at all. Well, I don't know why he wouldn't. I mean, why wouldn't he want to come and have a common sense conversation with two people who specialize in common sense? Two people who can <laughs> ask questions on behalf of regular people who aren't making a huge salary like he is. Just regular middle class people. I, I don't know why he wouldn't come he's on and talk a, to us about that yeah. unless he's just a complete fucking coward. I don't think which wouldn't he, surprise me at all. I, the, he the, looks like one. The thing with a position like that is you feel like you don't need to really answer to people. So you don't. Yeah. Like, who does he answer to? Not us. It's funny. I, I heard somebody trying to justify it saying, well, his mandate is to control inflation, not to regulate the housing market. That's a dumb argument. They, they go hand in hand. Housing is totally dependent on interest rates. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck. He did it on purpose. There's no other excuse for it. It's crazy to me. But anyway, let's move on. Real good article today. And, and I'm going to do this as a public service because... There's 10 things here, and maybe you can relate to even one of them. And if you can relate to even one of these things, then this is important for you to hear. Lifehacker put out 10 rules of parking lot etiquette. Okay. Etiquette when you're in the parking lot. Now, are these laws? Are are there uh, rules posted somewhere when you drive onto the lot? No, not necessarily. But these are things that we should all do. Don't park in a handicapped spot is number one. That's, that's a, like, no, come on, asshole. You know you're an asshole when you do that, right? You have like, to know. If you know. pull up into a handicapped parking spot, do we still call it that, by the way? Well, I call it differently abled because I don't like the term handicapped. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we all have a ton of abilities and it's just different people have different strengths and weaknesses. How do you, how do you feel about people parking in that spot, even if they do have um, the ability to do it, but they're not driving with the person who it's intended for? Ah, so the permit is in the car, yeah. but the, the person who's differently abled isn't is in not the car. with them. It just happens to be their, de- basically the driver, that person's driver. They have it because you can do that. For those who yep. don't know, it doesn't necessarily mean that the person who has differently abled in whatever way, shape, or form. And sometimes they're issued temporarily post-surgeries and things like that. You can get them issued for yourself. And usually that means you'll have someone who drives you if you're unable to drive. But, you know, you don't want to, you want to stop at judging someone because you don't know by seeing someone that they, that they are included in that, um, that they shouldn't have that pass, for example. But I do know that that does happen. Yeah, for me... Even if you have the pass, if the person who requires the pass isn't in the vehicle with you, you should probably, unless you're doing something for them that's important or you're going, waiting for them to come out of somewhere, you should avoid it. Use the spot if you need the spot. But if you don't need the spot, if you're an able-bodied person who just happens to have a, uh, one of those passes on the dash, you don't have to use it if that person's not with you. Only use it if you need it. I, I think that's a fair rule. Same with the uh, parking for expectant mothers. I've never had a baby inside me. Never. I don't even know what it's like. <laughs> but I, alert. I imagine it's not easy. And if you take up one of those spaces, 
you're taking it away potentially from someone who needs that space. And I don't know why you would do that. Now, I am going to throw up an asterisk, an objection, if you will. Those spaces that they put in a few years ago for green vehicles, like, oh, you can park closest to the door at, at the superstore because you have a Tesla. That's probably the stupidest thing I've seen in, in the parking lot realm in a long time. I don't know why you would get that kind of incentive for buying a, an electric car. Yeah, well, so, so two things. Two things. We'll go back to the expected mother thing because I have my own thoughts on that. Oh, and but, mothers with young kids. And Yeah, I have my own thoughts on those. So when it comes to the green car, it's just a way for that company, at a superstore or whatever, who might have it. I don't see them a lot, to be honest with you. I don't see a lot of them. Not I see anymore. The, I see the charging stations at the back of lots. I don't see the green car spot. And maybe that's why, because you, one would argue... Because it was dumb. One would argue that it's, it's kind of a silly notion to say, okay, you can afford this vehicle, because that's the truth, is that they are, A, they are very expensive. Mm-hmm. But you're, what their thought is, we're able to say to our shareholders or whatever, whatever makes you flaunt whatever to say, hey, we're giving those customers who choose green... You know these these spots, but look at your own company. You're still you're still forking out plastic bags, and you're still doing things not to you know to up to par when it comes to green. Your initiatives are not so hot. So I think that's why a lot of them ended up getting rid of them because I barely see them anymore. And again, also it is a price tag thing. There's never one time where I walked by any of those if I had ever seen them and went. Oh, wow, that's a nice spot. Well, I'm just going to buy a $100,000 car then so I can park there. I don't think you're really (laughs) helping anybody. I really don't. But going back to the expectant mother or mothers of young children, they're said in different ways. It's usually the pink space. First of all, come on, you sexist cocks. Why do we need to make it a pink space? But anyway, fine. So there's the expectant mother and the slash mothers with young kids. I think they go hand in hand. Like for me, it doesn't, if it says expectant mother and I have my three-year-old, I got a stroller, I got all this other shit with me, which I don't tend to carry anymore. But if I did, um, then that that's fine. It's f- for people with little kids because you have a lot of accessories. I don't use strollers anymore. I don't park there anymore. Like for me, it's a lot of, when there's a lot of moving parts, cool. Dads with young children, if you're out shopping with your kids, park there yes you absolutely deserve to park there i don't like the fact that it usually says mothers with young kids some of them don't some of them will say parents of young children Mm -hmm. that's great let's just be inclusive here because i think that's bullshit i don't want a man to feel like well it's pink spot and it says you know mothers of young children and i'm a dad just trying to fucking grocery shop with my two little kids or three kids at a costco no Fucking park there and don't feel ashamed to park there or feel weird about it. You deserve to do it because you got a lot of shit on the go. You got to watch your kids. It's a lot of stuff happening in a parking lot. I mean, you're with little kids, especially it's not magic. It's not like you can just snap your fingers and they're all with you and, and secure. No, you get one out of the car. One wants to run onto the road and you're like, no, you stay with me. And then you're trying to unbuckle an infant, for example, or take out a car seat. That's the reason why there's a lot of shit happening, whether you're a father or a mother or a grandmother or an uncle helping out or whatever the hell the case is. Everybody should park there with young kids and don't feel Uh, weird to do it and once your kids are old enough to walk by themselves and there's no issues and you can wrestle them uh if your kids are able to then you don't need to park there my opinion that's such a good point i never thought of that why is it pink and why does it say expectant mothers on some of them yeah i mean when my kids were younger i took them everywhere 
And yeah, it might have been helpful at times. I don't know that I still would have taken advantage of that spot because I always try and think uh, no matter how stressed I am or how much shit I've got to do, there's probably somebody worse off. So leave that spot for them and I'll just park in a regular space. But I'm glad you said that because that's important. And yeah, whoever is the caregiver, whoever's caring for those kids, use the space. That's what it's there for. Use it. Don't block the flow of traffic waiting for long periods of time for a spot to open up. (laughs) I've done it. I admit I've done it. I've waited for someone to pull out. And sometimes I didn't even see anybody leave the store. I was just going to stay there until somebody pulled out. They're saying, don't do that. Really? You do that? I I have done that. I don't do it all the time. So I I have had that happen before. I'm walking to a vehicle and then you see a car being like, oh, oh, are you stopping here? You know what I do on purpose? Because I don't like those people. I am a jerk. So I will make it seem like that's my car. Right by where they are, that's my car. You picked a great spot to just idle your vehicle for a while. So I'm probably that asshole that would do this to you is I would walk to the car and then like pretend like it might be mine. But I'm like, nope, I'm actually like five aisles over. Bye. Just to make ah. you think that. Oh, Why do we good. do that? You know what I mean? Just park the car. By the time you find the spot, if you're again, if you're able bodied, which um, chances are you are, then you should be fine. And if you're with someone who's not and you don't have the um, disabled parking thing, whatever the appropriate words to use are, drop the person off and then go find your and then go park far and then walk. When it comes to dropping people off, that applies in a lot of cases, not just if you're going to have to drive a long way to park. If you're with someone who's wearing, I don't know, heels or uh, maybe they don't have the the blue sticker, but uh, they have a hard time walking, drop them off every time. Mm -hmm. Be considerate. Think about others. Sure, sure. Don't park so you're taking up multiple spaces. Yeah, we've done that with the truck, though. What do you mean? We've done that with the truck. So well, that no one listen, would ding your door or listen, because it's just a long truck? There's only a couple of places that do it right in parking lots. Costco's one of them. Costco's got the extra big parking spots usually. Usually the two the two tier parking spaces. You know what I'm talking about? I know about? what you mean. Yeah. They give you a little extra cushion, a little extra room. And, and, and I understand that goes hand in hand with Costco. Usually it's bigger vehicles picking up large groceries for companies and businesses or just people. Fine. But more places need to be like that. And if they're not, what we'll usually do is park far I say we my husband does it but that's fine I I have no shame in doing it as long as we're at the back of the parking lot but we'll take up more than one spot at the back of a lot okay all right but not impeding anybody else no there's still ample spaces for other people to park I do notice that happening a lot with pickups like like at the back of the lots is where you'll park because you don't want someone to ding your car and it's hard it's a large vehicle anyone with a large vehicle I shouldn't just say pickups I should like vans even some vans I don't know or oversized vehicles ones that are extra large that are usually toward the back and that's good I think that's great we should actually have extra large spaces at the back of lots for those reasons if you park poorly try again they say it's better to take the time to back out and repark than to park on the lines. How many times have you seen it? Somebody pulls in and they're like on a fucking diagonal and they're nowhere close to the top of the space. They're like hanging out into the aisle. It was just a piss poor effort. And they left it. <laughs> Did those they got know? out, looked at their car and thought, ah, good job. Do, okay. do they know? Like They must you, know. You, think you so? know. If you're an asshole, you know you're an asshole. And if you're that unaware, then you shouldn't be driving in the first place. If you assume going in on a 40 degree angle into that spot, I think it's fine. You shouldn't be driving anyway. That's poor judgment. You are a poor decision maker. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but yeah, I think that is it out of embarrassment too? Are some people too embarrassed to be like, ah, you know what? I got to straighten this out. I have no problem with it. I need to make sure that I'm 
parked perfectly. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, you know, I got to back up. I'm slightly over a little bit. I'll do it. Don't feel embarrassed about it. It's fine. Why do we just pass everybody with a driver's license on the driver's test that is bad at parking? Because there's probably driving instructors out there who thought, well, they didn't hit anybody, so we can probably pass them. They park like shit, but whatever. Just send them out on the roads. Yeah, that's basically it. There's some people who legitimately can't do it. They can't master the whole moving the steering wheel and looking in a mirror, which is obviously reversed at the same time. They can't do it. They can't look over their shoulder. They just cannot figure this out. Even driving in, they can't judge how big or small the front of their car is, and they just cannot get into a space straight. This this is a really good reminder, though, because think about it. What Everything you just said is so accurate. There are people like that. I would say, if I had to throw a percentage at it, 30 to 40% of people don't understand how to properly park. I'm worried that they're going to hit me constantly. Yet here we are with these vehicles that are likely costing us a lot of money to drive and we're going to just willy-nilly park near these people. This is why I understand and I fully support those who park at the back of lots far away from those assholes because you never know who's behind the wheel. Haven't you gone to your car and found a ding or a scratch? Yeah. And you're like, okay, that probably happened. Same here, right? It's happened to me before. And I'll admit, I don't always do that where I park farther away for that reason. But it is true. We put so much trust in these people. And the truth is a lot of people can't fucking park or drive. There's no reason to trust these strangers. They're not good at what they do. They maybe they're great at something in life, but parking is not it. They just don't understand how it works. Number five, do not slowly tail people as they walk through the parking lot, following them to whatever car they they're going to and waiting for them to leave. You are a stalker. You are a freak stalker. Unless the person, the only thing that I will say is sometimes, and I did, I did this when I was at the market actually last week because it was insane there, like trying to get a parking spot. So I was leaving and I had an okay spot. It was fine. It wasn't that close. But as I was walking, I noticed this person looking and it was an older individual, kind of like a little nervous, like, should I drive any further or should I just park here? And I said, oh, I'm just I'm just over here. Why don't you come take my spot? And like if someone signals you to do it, cool. I I think that's nice if you can do that for someone. But for the most part, don't stalk people. Don't do it. This is important, too. When you're leaving whatever business you were in, get to your car. And get the hell out of there. (laughs) What a concept. There are people that will say, for example, walk out of, we'll use square one. You walk at a square one. You go across the little road there and you sit in your car. You should just back out and go. Yeah. No, that's when you want to go through and check your receipts and look at the purchases and check your phone and reply to some messages. And, oh, you got to do a quick FaceTime there with my boyfriend or my girlfriend. And and it's just an epic amount of fucking around while there's other people waiting for that space to free up. This is a problem. Get your shit and go. You don't need to stay there for a while. You're not camping. Move. Get out. It's amazing the amount of people that do that, though. Like, I've parked beside someone, gotten in my car, and I look over, like, oh, and it kind of startles you, like someone's sitting in the car. Maybe they're waiting for someone. Maybe not, though. And they're just, like, carrying on with their day as if they're at the office. Like, all right, well, I'm going to put up my email. And you set up your phone. A lot of the time, you can plug it in. And, yeah, I mean, here, here. You set your stuff up and get out of there. Always return your shopping cart. Don't just leave it laying around in the parking lot. This is a pet peeve of yours. I know. I know it is. So I'm seeing new uh, methods of the asshole when it comes to this department because there's always been people that will just the most inconsiderate people that will go and, and they'll do their shopping and they've got their cart and they'll pull the cart right up to their car, empty their bags, 
into their car and then just leave the cart in an empty space. I think we've all seen it very prominent in big box stores like mm-hmm. Walmart and, and Canadian Tire. Happens all the time. And I thought, well, that's diabolical because if a good w- gust of wind comes up, boom, that's going to blow that cart into somebody's car. It's also creating work for someone who's got to go and wrangle those carts. It's also uh, dangerous. Somebody could get hurt. Yeah, it is. All those reasons. Not a good idea. But lately I've been seeing people do things like put it up on the island in the parking lot. Like they'll put it in the grass medium thing there in the middle <gasps> oh. of the parking lot. Rather, And it was almost the exact same distance the other way to put it back in the cart corral. <laughs> you know what their mind is thinking? Their twisted mind is like, well, at least it won't run into a car. Like if I put it up, prop it up on the grass, it's not going to run into So I'm not an extreme asshole. You know, I'm like a halfway asshole. No, that's, you're an extreme that, asshole if you do that. You're you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, I see that a lot too. I see that a lot too. I um, and I've heard ex- oh, there's a lot of excuses too. There's a lot of excuses for the card thing. Uh huh. And some of them I buy. There's some people who, just the circumstance they're in, it is just not gonna happen that they can get that cart back. Them. Sucks, but I'll probably give him a pass. What circumstance, though? Give me an example. Uh, You know what? The last time we talked about this on the radio, we had a mom call in who had taken exception with my pointing out that you're a fucking asshole if you leave the cart just sitting in the middle of the parking lot. And she said to me, listen, I was doing my groceries. My kid got a nosebleed. I am trying to hold the nose full of blood coming out. I just put my groceries in the car. I've still got to strap this kid into a car seat. Now I think I'm going to find a walk-in clinic or an emergency room or something. No, I didn't think to put the cart back. It's not the end of the world. That's extreme. I mean, that's an extreme case. Sure, but that's why I'm not going to paint everybody with the exact same brush because sometimes circumstances come up. Uh, You can have people that are... Maybe they shouldn't be driving, but for whatever reason they are, but they're not the best at walking and getting from A to B. And it would actually be physically a big ordeal for them to have to walk back across the parking lot with that cart. I think you should probably replan your trip to the grocery store if that's the case. But either way, I understand. I don't want you to slip and fall in the parking lot. I've also seen freezing rainstorms where it was slippery and they just left the cart. And I thought, eh. It is a skating rink here. People tend to be so afraid to park by the park corrals, like by the cart corrals. Sorry. I that, always park near like. it intentionally so that, I can put my cart back. Me too. Me too. Well, I've, and, and again, with young kids, right? It goes back to young kids. And I know that there's some extreme cases, I suppose, but I don't know. I've always managed to do it with young children, but I'm also willing to park near it sometimes. But then it does go back to those assholes that don't know how to drive. If they're around there, I get it. If you want to park farther away, it happens. If you're in a parking lot that has arrows, you're supposed to go in one direction. Don't go the wrong way against the arrows. Follow the arrow. That seems like a fairly common sense thing. Pretty straightforward. And finally, don't wait for the perfect spot. If there are available spots further back, just park a little further back. Okay. Yeah. That one gets me. I like to be nice and close to the front door or nice and close to the cart corral. The thought of parking like all the way over there. I don't like that. Well, and here's the thing is I think that this is where strategy. That's when I just go home and order it online. I think that this is where strategy can come into play, too, because if you hate it that much, I mean, you have after I assume you do most of your shopping in the afternoon, maybe after the show on your way home. Yeah, I'm like an 11 to 2 kind of shop. And we get lucky that way. I'm with you. I'm I'm lucky enough. Right. I'm not. That's not. Well, it's a working hour still. We still have to do a lot of shit. But still, I can get some stuff done in between that time frame and then there's less people. If you are really that type of person that fucking hates people and parking near people, 
Don't go to Costco at 9 a.m. on a Saturday. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. find a better time. It's go hell. late on an evening on a Tuesday or whatever works for you, really, if it's that big of a deal, because you will run into assholes. That's mm-hmm. going to happen. Jeez, mm-hmm. we just got started and we got to wrap it up. Uh, 30 minutes already. Okay, guys, we got to go. We have a meeting with. Uh, it's a podcast meeting. Today, yeah, it actually. is a podcast so meeting. So it's good, and it's going to be good for you and access to after nine. But we actually just have to sit through. Well, Cat pays attention. I just <laughs> I show up on the camera to say I was there and play on my phone. I'll write down your notes. Don't worry. Uh, I'll write down some notes. We'll have a full length episode out tomorrow. Have yourselves a fantastic Tuesday. Yeah, that's it. Bye. Okay, bye. Congrats to our good friends Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck who got married over the weekend in Las Vegas. Isn't that great? That's right, they got married at a drive through chapel. <laughs> you know inflation's bad when even those two are like, let's just do it in Vegas, let's just go to Vegas. I, I saw that J-Lo is taking Ben's last name and will now go by Jennifer Affleck. Yeah, because if she went by Jennifer Lopez Affleck, her nickname would be J-Loaf. And you <laughs> not as cute. The fast food restaurant Subway recently changed the names of several of its sandwiches, including switching the meatball marinara to the boss, as opposed to what's usually called the boss at Subway, a 16-year-old kid. 7-Eleven gave seven years of free coffee to the parents of a baby born in one of their parking lots in West Virginia. And now the baby is one week old, uh, just like the hot dogs. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.